Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm Jason Evans. Nodding his head through the interwebs is Kyle Lee, and sitting next to me is Kyler Clapp. Hello. How's it going, Kyle? Never been better. Good, good. Well, let's get the show started. <laughs> What do you got there, Kyle? (laughs) We're starting the show out right. Tortilla chips. Just plain tortilla chips? Yeah. Let's eat crunchy tortilla chips. This guy. (laughs) There's always a guy that likes plain tortilla chips. There's there's different types of people, apparently, like floor people. Floor people? Like people that always sit on the floor. Like think of when you've been in a gathering and there's always a person that sits on the floor. Yeah. I don't normally eat plain tortilla chips. It's a... They were with my lunch. With what you have remaining? Yeah. All right. Now, this is a special edition of Munch Sound, the all-new podcast where you have to guess the food that I'm eating just based off the sound of the munch. Uh, I hate uh, everything about yeah, that. I'm not sure I like that at all, actually. I barely heard that. Crack. Well, but it'll pick up in his goodness. It's much. called ASMR, you know? Kyle. You're far behind. <laughs> I thought that was asthma. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we we've just got a really good record of starting this podcast off. Immaculately. Well, so how are you guys' weeks? How how have your weeks been? Uh, we're we're in the post Thanksgiving pre Christmas world. It's December. Um, how are you guys holding we're up in so the far? Post Christian world. <laughs> well, we're in that too. <laughs> we are in that too. Kyle, how was your week? Anything exciting happen? The blizzard, it didn't come this way, and I was sad. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't think they really ever thought it would come this way, did they? It was supposed to come a little further. Okay. Well. I mean, if you're watching Oklahoma's only newscast, News 4. Yeah. Mike, Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan, Aaron Brackett, uh, John Slater. So, Kyler, how was your week? Sarah Libby. Travis uh, Emily Emily News Sutton. On six. News on 6. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> channel six shouldn't even be a channel. It's uh, technically uh, for Tulsa, but big yeah, fans still. Big fans. Uh, how, how was your week? My Connor? week um, is fine. Decorated for Christmas today. Went to Hobby Lobby last night. Um, something happened. Did you At say Hobby graveyard Lobby? Christmas? Mm, yeah. Something something happened to where I shouted out loud, not the Lord's house, in Hobby Lobby. In Hobby Lobby? In Hobby Lobby. Not like loud. Was it like some kind of weird nativity scene? I think it was like something like moved and I was like, whoa. And I was like, not the Lord's house. So you got like scared? (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, not like scared, but something was off. Mm, You're very overly, you're overly jumpy about uh, spiritual creatures. Oh, would you like to talk about it? <laughs> I see I've seen a demon. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I, we should have talked about this during Halloween, I guess. Well not Christmas. So All seasons are spiritual seasons. All seasons are spiritual seasons, but uh, <laughs> These guys. I've got it I've got You guys it ever bit. heard that song Seasons by uh Hillsong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The God, I'm not done That's all. waiting. <laughs> That's all that was your only that was your, your question? No yeah, comment. If y'all have ever heard of it, yep, yeah, definitely. Well, it is the Christmas season, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, it is my favorite season out of all of them. It's the best. Agreed. Yeah, it wow! is the best. Wow. This is the first time Talk in about history. Unity. <laughs> we all agree <laughs> on something. 
going to talk about unity in the church today. Yep. Uh, through Christmas, uh, you know, the, it should be a great time in the church, right? Shouldn't Christmas be like the biggest biggest deal that... I think it's the the most theologically sound part of the year, the church is. Uh, that's, a well, good, that's a good thought. Well, mm. it is a pagan well, holiday. Yeah, yeah. Fourth of July <laughs> is up there. <laughs> yeah, Fourth of July is up there for some churches, um, for sure. But uh, no, I do love Christmas. And uh, are you guys doing any Advent? Uh, any Advent things? Yes, year? I am actually listening to a podcast, oh, yeah? the Worthwhile Media Podcast featuring Jason Evans, where weekly we go over an Advent reading. Wow. Wow. It's very good. It's so good. Wow. That wasn't Love a plug. Hearing... That wasn't a the plug, mo- and I definitely didn't know Hashtag that was coming. sponsored by Worthwhile. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is a paid The more I can hear Jason's voice, the better. Yeah, that's uh, the only reason we do podcasts, right? Is to hear my voice. So Yes. Yeah. Maybe you should narrate the Bible app then. <laughs> Because my devotional I'm doing right now, it's like a, it's like a Siri voice. Because mm. nobody re-records the devotional. Yeah. It's just like scary. Just like compartmentalized computer. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of weird though that you have these things called eyeballs that you can look <laughs> at the words yourself. What if uh, I'm an actual- auditory odd aud- whatever learner, Kyle? Aren't you a third grade teacher? Yeah, and you comprehend more by reading, and you comprehend 20% more by reading on paper Aren't rather than a screen. Aren't there kids that are wow. the exclusion, well, with exception? No. <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, what are you doing for Advent? You nodded your head. You didn't, I don't know if you, you said yeah, that. Yes, so we've got a devotion we're going through every day, and at the end of the devotion, or like I'm reading every day, and at the end, there's a thing that says, like, for your kids. It gives you a couple of questions to ask your kids yeah. and then read Aww, through scripture with cool. them. And then we do the Advent candle yeah. every Sunday. Oh, wow. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. That's cool. We, we, we've done the Advent candle, I think this is our fourth year, third or fourth year. So it is it is always fun. Um, and I'm sure with kids, like, even if they don't understand maybe what's going on, it's still probably pretty meaningful. Um, it will be meaningful for them, but I imagine it's super meaningful for you and Libby. What's in- Yeah, we're just, we're trying to make it like all the Advent stuff and like, as big of a part as, because we do a billion Christmas crafts. Like my mom sends us like 25 books wrapped up and like Christmas books wrapped up every year. Like they're the same books, but they open a book every night and it has, it's a Christmas kids book and has a craft with it. Yeah. And so like all that fun stuff, we're just trying to add in, like also they know why, like, yeah, this is all fun, but like, I want them to know the theology behind it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You had a question. What's an Advent candle? Well, it's an Advent. It's a wreath. Um, and it's so, got the three candles in it. Well, yeah. So it's got four candles, Either. and then four. Uh, sometimes in the center they'll have uh, they call it the Christ candle. It's a white candle in the center. Sometimes people keep that hidden until like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. <gasps> wow. Like in ours, we've just got a, the Christ candle in the center, and then the four candles around it: three purple, one pink. Uh, one pink. So symbolizing hope, uh, peace, joy, and love. So, so much cooler than setting out cookies for Santa. Yeah, it, I mean, if you're a, if you're a spiritual person, I definitely think that. Yeah, you know? at all you parents. I don't know. My mom. My mom has. This, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> my mom has this great little figurine that sums up Christmas perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's about yay big. Um, and it's Santa Claus with his hat off kneeling no. before the manger. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we probably should should move on. That was a good Advent discussion. So, yeah, listener, if uh, if you've never really dug into Advent, I, I would encourage you to do so. Um, uh, it's not a scary thing. It's not like a, you know, Overly liturgy religious. and all that kind of stuff. It shouldn't be a scary word. So if you have any questions about that, go back and listen to our podcast with Aaron Nequist. Um, but, uh, yeah, check it out, uh, dive into it. We've always enjoyed it. And, uh, even I think the three of us were all kind of at different stages of learning about like Advent and kind of the history of it and what it means to us individually. And I, it's I'm always novice. fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's great. Like, I mean, it's, it's fun walking this journey together. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who, uh, he's, he's probably, he's kind of been down this path with me kind of along the same timeline. And I, he was asking me, he's like, so is there like anyone that like anyone you're doing, like going through Advent with, or you have these conversations with? And I said, yeah, it's pretty cool. Cause it's all people who are at different places, um, in this journey. And, you know, like when we talked to Aaron, you know, Aaron has been doing this for years. Um, and we're, we're coming along behind him. So anyway, it's, it's cool. It's always good when you can share your faith with other people. Um, together, you know. How encouraging. Yeah. That is good. Well, so that was the good thing. Now let's do something that is completely irrelevant. Uh, let's do a top three. Whoa! Top three. <laughs> Guitar's out of tune. Hold it to the mic. Literally. All right, there it is. All right, our top three. I'm going to bring our top three today, and in the spirit of Christmas, um, I thought we'll we'll do something very easy, and okay. you know, it's it's kind of superficial, but um, your top three Christmas movies. Now, I'm not here for the debate: is it a Christmas movie or not? Whatever you call a Christmas movie, I'm fine with. So knives out. <laughs> so knives out. Apparently, um, but your top three Christmas movies. Go ahead, Kyler. Oh, wow. Number one. Oh, wait. I'm going to count it down. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, three would have to be Eloise at Christmas, I think. That's what it's called. Okay. Is that a Netflix one? No, it's an old one. Oh, it's okay. about Eloise. It was on ABC Family a lot. Okay. No, no, as free form. Um, second one. Oh. Hmm. I'm going to have to say... Oh, oh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Okay. Duh, duh. Yeah, Probably the there. third one where um, Martin Short oh, where comes he's in. Jack Frost? So good. Really? So oh. good. Yes. Oh. So good. He's That's the surprising. worst. That's tough. Uh, how, how old were you when that movie came Probably out? Probably like 12. Okay. Okay. It came out in number one. It came out in 2005. So. Oh, so I would have been 97. 12, wait, when did it, five? Like I would have been eight, so close. Eight, 12, same, yeah. same, mentally the same I was age. just wondering why you liked it so much more than I did, because I thought it was just super lame. So but. what's your number one? Just, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> number one, the movie that trumps all the other movies, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Okay, the live action. Live okay. action, best Christmas movie ever. Yeah, you've been going around and quoting lines from that for Oh, weeks. and then, yes, yes, um, honorable mention, what's the Star Wars movie where they're, where Luke buries himself in that llama-looking thing? Uh, Empire Strikes uh, Back. So Beth that's Bethlehem five, Strikes Back. Five. Bethlehem Strikes Back. Bethlehem, <laughs> yeah, so episode five, favorite Christmas movie. All right. All right, that's an honorable mention. Yes. All right, Kyle, what about you? All right, I'll start with my honorable mention, my number four, Four Christmases. Okay. 
Um, it would be up higher for me if it was set somewhere that was more Christmassy. Mm. San Francisco's not Christmassy enough. Yeah. Like it's all, they don't have the weather part of it down, but hilarious movie. We have to watch it all the time. Um, number three, the new Grinch, the animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's not as weird and creepy. I like the one with Jim Carrey, but that one's just weird it's and creepy. It's a more wholesome version. And he's like really just bad, like a bad Grinch mm-hmm. where they don't portray the Grinch as being so evil in this one. And at the end, it's anyways, really good. Uh, number two, Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, we watched the camera and I watched that one like two days ago. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, I think as a like a cinematic work doesn't hold up as like anything yeah, great. Yeah. But it's just a good movie. Yeah. And then I me and Kyler had one on the same list, the Santa Claus, yeah. except the, the original, first one, the OG, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It's my favorite Christmas movie yeah. ever. Those are those are good lists. Uh, both of those are good lists. I don't know uh, why I don't like the first one. Sorry, go ahead. I don't. I mean, it's not that you don't like you, the first one. It's just you don't like. You it You just weren't much. alive when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you well, weren't. I guess I wasn't. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, you think about Tim Allen. I think that came out like in '95, didn't it? Yes. Okay. So that year, he had Santa Claus and Toy Story. And Home Improvement was on TV. So you want to talk about like an an Apex Apex Mountain? Yeah, I used to watch Home Improvement. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. The second and the third one on the Santa Claus, they get they just they get lazy and they try to do everything with CGI, and it's like it just is too lame. Well, and it's just it falls prey to all the other sequels. Is you got to up the stakes Mm -hmm. and find a way to 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 get bigger. I do like Noel on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, we watched that one last year. One. It's pretty good. I cried. It's pretty good. Go um, and uh, <laughs> so my top three, uh, uh, you guys went backwards. I'll go backwards too. So number three for me is Christmas Vacation. Um, it's just one like we'll watch it every year. I, I know when we're going to watch it. I know the lines, all that stuff. Uh, just got to be careful because it has the F word. <sighs> it does. <laughs> it does. I, I usually watch it on the edited format on TV. So. <laughs> Um, when they voice over the cursor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> forget um, him. So Christmas Vacation, number two for me is Home Alone. Uh, that's just another one that I always run back to. I was listening to a podcast. Someone tried to claim it wasn't a Christmas movie, and I just couldn't understand that. Like It, it literally ends on Christmas Day. But anyway, so that's my number yeah. two. And uh, even though that's a movie that it only holds up in that era, like in terms of like that just doesn't happen today that way um and then number one santa claus all the way the first the original santa claus i do love home alone um it's just like you said it doesn't hold up like when (laughs) and even then like in the 90s was like cat burglars such a huge problem and then like Like, you mean a cop (laughs) cops just gonna knock on the door and then not come back like you know if there's a kid supposed to be there by themselves there's a lot of flaws with it but is it is a perfect like i I do like it you know, I like and uh, watching that thing on Netflix, um, the how, about how, how it was made, was made yeah. how they built the whole set inside of a high school, yeah. basically built a two story house inside of a high school yeah. gym yeah. to do the yeah. uh, that was really yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, so anyway, uh, you should watch that. Check that out on Netflix. How it's uh, made. How it's made. They, I like the, those. the first season was Home Alone, Ghostbusters, um, Die Hard. Was that it? There may have been one more. I, um, 
I'm blanking on. Back I only to the watched the Home Alone. Back to the Future. I, I only watched the Home Alone one. So it's pretty cool. They just kind of they talk to the producers, directors, actors, oh, wow. all that kind of stuff about how they've got one out now. That's the Christmas movies that made us. Oh really? Okay, I haven't seen that one. And so you know how they did the toys that made yeah. us yeah. and yeah. like all the that. Barbie. So they've got the Christmas movies okay. that made we'll us. Check that out. Like that. Well, cool. Well, this was a fun top three. This another reason I love Christmas. It was great. It's just like you know. It's, it, we just have fun. Everything's Enjoy. fun. There's nothing wrong in the world. Nothing wrong in the world for at least a few more weeks, right? Don't <laughs> so, know. Just don't look out the window. Don't know what news you're walking. <laughs> uh, the only news that matters. Uh, the so. good news. Yeah, it's the good news of Jesus Christ coming to earth as a babe and then once again coming in the future to bring all things to fullness. Amen. Amen. So we've got a great guest lined up. Was that a good transition? Oh, that was kind of bad. No, that's good. Amen, amen. Good guest. Good guest. Good guest. I would say it with more enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, guys, we've got a great guest this week. His name is Casey Johnson. He's been in ministry for 15 years at Brightmore Christian Church in Detroit, Michigan. He served in various roles such as youth pastor, worship leader, and creative arts director. Um, he and his family live in Detroit, Michigan, and he is currently serving as communications pastor. So anyways, here is Casey Johnson. Hey, Casey, thank you so much for taking time to join us on this special edition of the Create Initiative Podcast. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. Can't complain. Living life in the, the great state of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, we're having a good time, man. Reached in that Christmas season. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. So yeah, man, just uh, living the dream. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, uh, for a lot of our listeners, you may be uh, kind of new to, to this area. You've been in Michigan yeah. and you were in Texas before this. But can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and what you do? Absolutely. So um, first of all, born and raised in Oakey. Spent the majority of my life in Oklahoma, born and raised in Ponca City. Got to sh- give a shout out to Ponca Richard Smith City. up there. <laughs> Ponca City. That's right. Still living it up in Ponca. Um, so yeah, as my majority of my life and tenure in ministry has been student ministry. So um, even still to this day, I've spent more time in student ministry than the creative realm. Um, so for the past probably 12 years of my life, 13 years of my life has been student ministry. And then I uh, was a youth pastor in Oklahoma, moved to Texas, youth pastor uh, right outside of Dallas. And then we shifted big time. And I went to work for uh, the creative department um, for the North Texas district uh, AG. And so I was there working a part of that team, uh, you know, doing all of the things, man, <laughs> uh, doing camps and all the yeah, meetings, yep. traveling around, doing all the video content, pictures, social, had a great team there. They were super awesome. Uh, Jeremy and Ben's stand up guys. Um, and so, but yeah, that was, that was an interesting season. Cause that was the very first time, kind of a side note that, uh, Ray and I, my family, uh, cause we, we jumped into full-time ministry right when we got married, we got married super young, I was 20, Ray was 19 years old. So she still had that teen at the end of her <laughs> age bracket. Yeah. So, you know, don't recommend it for everybody, but you know, uh, we got married super young and then jumped straight into full-time ministry. And then when we ended up in Waxahachie working for the North Texas district, um, we found ourselves fi- trying to find a home church for the first time. Cause we've been in full-time ministry mm-hmm. since we've been married. So that was quite the interesting journey. But uh, all that to say is we ended up here in Michigan. Uh, I, I am the communications pastor here at Brightmore Christian Church. We're at South Detroit. And um, basically, a lot of my responsibilities is just uh, content creation. We've been here now for about two years. 
a lot of, you know, got my hands in uh, photography, video, graphic, web, all those kind of good things. So um, it's been great. We're loving, we're loving the state of Michigan. Love the people here. Brightmore is a phenomenal church. It's been around for a long time. They're closing on in their hundred year mark. So yeah, but a lot of, a lot of really, really cool tradition here. So, um, but yeah, man, that's a little bit about myself. Uh, Yeah, I think that's about all I got there. (laughs) Awesome. So being the communications pastor and having so much experience in the creative world, during the Christmas season, holiday season, you know, all the hype around it, what is your role in preparing for that in your church? Um, You know, it's it's an interesting question because I think like so many people – my role in the Christmas season is, is different. First of all, like we actually have a creative arts pastor, um, but he deals a lot more with, uh, productions. Uh, okay, so this, okay. this Christmas holiday for us is, is, is different. Going, going back again to the traditions of Brightmore Christian church, they, they are, they're a little bit, still a little bit more on the contemporary side of things, a little bit more traditional. So we still do a big Christmas production every single year. And so for us this year, that looks drastically different because obviously everything COVID, um, it got canceled. So we are not having our Christmas production this year. And, it, and when I say it's a big production, it's, they go all out. Like it's, I think a couple of years they flew out to Nashville. They did a record, they did some uh, recordings for the audio. Like mm-hmm. they, it's a big deal. They throw a lot of time and attention into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big, it's a big outreach for our community. Um, I think they do about, I'm trying to think seven or eight performances in a week. Wow. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> wow. And they have, yeah. uh, I'm at literally like thousands. Yeah. Dude, like it is, you joke, but it is for real. Like <laughs> it morning is, matinee, night performance. What are, yes. what are we talking? Like how many performances a day? Um, it depends on the day. Um, typically it starts on a Wednesday night. Um, that's what we call our friends and family night. That's kind of like opening night for everybody. So then it goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, Friday, I think they have two, um, performances Saturday, they have three and Sunday they have two. So they, Mm. they, um, they change it up every year. That was last year. They change it up every single year. Sometimes it's, it's more, sometimes it's less. Um, but yeah, that's, they go all out, man. Last year they had live, live animals and like people flying from the rafters and they bring in these rig. It's, it's a big, big production and it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's a big, um, opportunity for our community. It's free. Um, so, um, people really look forward to in our community, but all that said, that's something that we, we had to cancel this year because of all things, all things COVID. So my, my specific role is more, like I said, on the um, content side of things, social media, my big responsibility here at Brightmore is, is social media content there. So graphics, video content, those kind of things. Um, so I took a little bit of a different approach uh, because every year, like I said, we do the program, but then we also do a um, Christmas Eve service. Um, so those are like the big things, but this year, what I wanted to do is take a little bit of a different approach because of everything's basically been shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a little bit of a different perspective and saying, okay, so all of this is shut down. What can we, what can we do differently that doesn't require people to have to come to our, our facility? We're still meeting in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as churches go, because obviously governments and everything else is a little bit different mm-hmm. where depending on where you're at, we just started to roll back a little bit here. Um, so they're encouraging you if you can work from home, work from home. So all those di- stipulations are in place. So um, 
so that's the main reason the, um, the, the program has been, has been canceled. So my thought process is what can we do differently to invest in our, in our community and in our people that doesn't require them to come to brick and mortar? What can we do socially, digitally that we can still speak to that need? Mm-hmm. And so what, one of the things that I've uh, approached leadership about is, um, doing uh, the possibility of a, an advent. I personally is something that I want to recognize. I've never recognized advent before. Yeah. So this was more of a personal initiative for me. And then I thought, hey, this could be a really cool opportunity and resource for our church people as well to bring them along this journey. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at doing the 24, 25 days leading up to Christmas, doing a daily post uh, on our social media w- attached to a devotional. So mm-hmm. we're we're encouraging our people to, however that looks like, to engage, whether that's individually, in your small group, um, in your family, whatever it is, we're trying to resource our people in a way that it's not requiring them, requiring them to come to something where, you know, we're basically taking it to them uh, yeah. through through various digital platforms and different things like that. So, um, and then the other thing that we're doing on that 24, 25th day, um, we're looking at actually creating like a, a video resource um, that we can basically, again, provide our families, our people uh, to where they can um, get involved in that on their own time. So we're looking at the possibility of doing like a spoken word. Um, we got a young lady in our church that's really, really, really good at that, um, doing a spoken word and then um probably a Christmas medley of some sort, um, sharing a short devotional and then providing some questions at the end of that video to do some reflection over this crazy 2000, you know, 2020 year that it is. Uh, but then also maybe some questions to anticipate what's around the corner for 2021. So it's a, the whole idea is, you know, to keep them engaged throughout the whole Christmas uh, season. It's not just a Sunday to Sunday or, uh, or an event driven type of thing, but to really, you know, go to the people through social media and various digital resources and uh, engage them through that process. So uh, long story short, <laughs> my role has been kind of one that's been self-initiated because yeah. um, I wasn't I wasn't tasked necessarily to do these things, but I, it's something that I see the void. I'm going, okay, we're not doing these things, but what can we do in place of those things to yeah. still mm-hmm. um, draw community, draw, uh, you know, to show our people that we're here, we're investing in them and we're taking them along a journey. So in a roundabout way, that's kind of the answer I got for you. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I love that. And I love seeing that from your perspective on on how can we fill this void that that is being presented um, because of this year. Um, I think yeah. that's a great perspective. And if, if I can if I can ask and, and just share what what you're willing to share for a church like yeah. that, that this production, you know, not only is it traditional, but it's like it becomes kind of like a, a tentpole event for for the church um, in your yeah. community and stuff like that. What, how difficult were those conversations of like, you know, upholding the tradition or upholding the, the, the thing that we do versus understanding, well, maybe we have to change this year because, because of the world we're living in. Right. No, I think those are always difficult discussions, no matter what, like, cause anytime you start talking about shifting and changing a paradigm, people are going to resist that, you know what I'm saying? But because of the situation, the culture, or not the culture, but the just with the COVID season that we're in, um, you're, you're kind of left with no choice. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the big conversations, I, I wasn't really a part of those conversations other than the fact of, hey, basically, we just, 
because of the mandates and the things that are going on, um, this isn't something that we're probably going to be able to do. Now, I will say that they were planning, like I think with a lot of people can relate to this, you're, you're, for some of those things, maybe you, know, you can relate to where we're at. You have those traditional things that you always continually do. Uh, you still step into a season of planning for those. You know what I mean? Like you're still prepping, you're still mm -hmm. um, holding, we, they were still trying to hold rehearsals and, and plan for these things um, with the possibility of knowing that it wouldn't happen. So yeah. you kind of walk into it going, you know, we, we have to take this day by day. And it's an interesting conversation because I don't know if you guys pay attention to uh, Andy Stanley um, at all, but their church, they made that decision early on this year mm -hmm. where they just, mm -hmm. they just shut down the yep. entire, they made the decision. We're not having in-person services for the year of 20, for the rest of the year until 2021. Yeah. And you know, for them, that's, that I, I, and to be honest with you, I don't know if you ever watched his sermon where he addresses it. It's a really, I encourage you to go back and watch it because it's really, really good. He addresses a lot of the backlash that he got uh, and the purpose and the reason behind it. Um, but he, uh, you know, that, that worked for them. That doesn't work for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we kind of have to walk this out day by day because just the continual conversation of where are we at, how do we do this? But we have to maintain the idea of, well, we're going to continue to operate as if we're still doing it, but with the understanding that it may not happen. And that's where I feel like in the creative space, people like us have the opportunity to go, okay, there's a void here. Just like what I said, we can step in and help fill that in a way that we could not or could not without, you know what I'm saying? With, without having that there in place, we can step in in creative ways to, it may not be the same traditional thing that we're used to doing, but we can come up with a great creative um alternative to where we're still investing in our people, mm -hmm. um, and, and going in a complete, the platform is going to look different. The the product's going to look different, but the investment's still there and we can still move in that direction. Right. So yeah, the conversations are hard, but, um, they're conversations worth having. Definitely. I also like how you said earlier that, um, with some of the, the elements you're going to be doing, um, for your church, like the spoken word, how you're using a girl within your church. And mm -hmm. I used to be a part of a church where when they would have big, um, big events, like for Christmas, whatever, they would outsource like people for their creative elements. And I think it's mm -hmm. awesome that you guys are pulling within your church because those people are there. You just don't always see them. So I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mindset is always who's your next like, right. who are you raising up in the, the younger generation? You're looking down into your youth ministry, your kids ministry. Who are you raising up mm -hmm. that's going to be able to, you know, to really uh, jump into some of those situations? Um, and that, that, that trickles down throughout, I think, all various ministries, student ministry, kids ministry, worship ministry, whatever that is, to start raising up different people, um, <clears throat> guys, girls, different ethnicities mm -hmm. and different things like that. So absolutely, it's that's that's something to invest in as a church for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and you, you talked about uh, seeing opportunities uh, this year uh, in, in light of COVID and how churches are having to change or pivot. Um, just uh, off the top of your head, have you seen any anything from other churches maybe? Um, that has kind of, you thought, oh, that's, I, I love the way they're approaching uh, either Christmas or just approaching their weekly services in light of uh, what's happening. Oh man. Yeah. I, I mentioned Andy Stanley. Um, I, like I said, I went back and watched his service because uh, he gives a, the whole reason of why they made that decision. Um, mm -hmm. But that's more COVID related, but that, that does play into the Christmas holiday season. Like 
those decisions affect everything that you're doing in those big benchmark seasons, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. Um, but, uh, they, you know, they made that massive decision to, to go that route. Um, church on the move, of course, is a big, <laughs> big yeah. resource. That's yeah. one of the main things that I, that I, uh, sought out when I was looking and researching a lot on this Advent approach, mm-hmm. um, because they, they actually provide a free PDF resource. Yeah. And I love it. It's, they did a great job. They have a, you know, a landing page specifically for it. Um, it's a great, great resource to have. Um, but they took it more of an approach of like, uh, small group discussions. So mm-hmm. they have like questions that they have specifically for their, uh, their leaders, small group leaders, questions to ask, uh, a journal to write in those kind of things. So that was a, that was a really cool resource. And I loved it. It was put together with excellence, like everything church on the move does, <laughs> but, um, that wasn't necessarily the route we wanted to take it. Um, so, but yeah, that's, those are a couple of different places that I've really been looking at, um, uh, as far as influence goes. Cool. I love church on the move stuff. It's so good. Um, if you could say one thing to a creative right now, who's kind of panicking because I mean, they're in uncharted waters. Um, they're just feeling overwhelmed preparing for this season. What would you encourage them with? First of all, I would probably say don't panic. Uh, that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, a couple a quote I ran across the other day. It says basically says that don't panic in the midst of pain, but rather pray. And you, because that's that's just really where we're, we're at. A lot of people are dealing with that. A lot of fear and frustration, and especially dealing with different kind of culture, uh, uh, different church cultures and leadership. Yeah, you know, every pastor and every leader is going to communicate differently and ex- have expectations differently. And so um, in those moments of, because let's just let's be honest, I think we're living in the season of every, everything's last minute. Everything's like instantaneous, like, hey, this is a last minute decision or this is what we need to do right now. You don't have a lot of time leading up to it. Um, so in those moments, it's, it's important not to panic. Um, I would encourage uh, a lot of creative people just don't panic in those moments, but uh, pray in those moments. And, and communicate as much as you can with your leadership. Don't don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, and, and on top of that, like I said, take the initiative. Like in moments where you see a void, allow that creative freedom that you have in this moment in the season to go, hey, I had this idea. What do you think about it? Bring those ideas to the table because, um, because we, I, I think for us as creatives, we are in an interesting position during this shutdown as um, as kind of twisted as this sounds, I think COVID has presented a really cool opportunity for creative people because, because it's allowing us an opportunity to think outside of the, of the box, to shift the paradigm. And for a lot of, I think sometimes for a lot of pastors and leaders and people in those positions, we're so used to, and just, in, just I think in westernized faith in general, we're just so used to that same old, same old, like Sunday morning to Sunday morning. This is how we do service. Somebody, we're going to walk in, there's going to be a countdown or there's going to be worship. You know, we're going to have some announcements. Somebody's going to do a service. Um, and I think the culture and the season that we're in, it is, it's allowing us to say, okay, we need to shift how we're, you know, communicating the gospel and so it's allowing us an opportunity as creatives to stand up and go, hey, 
I got some ideas and this, this might work and it might not, but it's at least an opportunity for us to stand up and say, let's try something different. And if it fails, it fails. But that means, you know, fail, you know, nobody likes failure, but the fact is failure is a great opportunity to learn and grow. And so, um, don't be afraid to step out of that and try new things. And again, if you fall on your face, you fall on your face, but you can assess and you can um, come back to a place and rediscover something, learn something new and try something different. And I think we're at a place in a, in a season where um, that is, uh, it may not quite yet be welcomed yet in the church realm, but it is something that I think is a necessity for us as we move forward. Um, just in church in general. And, you know, as we look down the road, yes, Christmas holiday season, but just in general, amidst this pandemic, we can, we have the opportunities now to say, hey, this this is something that we can try. We can start looking at something at a different perspective and a different angle and try something fresh and, and new. And so I think it's as crazy as it is, I think it's kind of an exciting season for creatives. Casey again for joining us. Casey, such a good dude. And, um, you know, we're going to have a couple Christmas interviews for you coming up in the next couple weeks. And, uh, Kyler, what's going on over there? I accidentally licked my mic. Oh, that's I'm interesting. Sorry. That's interesting. Just it was too appetizing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, we've been in this room too long, I think. Um, well, uh, so guys, uh, world events, anything going on in the world like today? A, need a chip, Kyler? Throw one through the screen. <laughs> Close. No, you have to hit the camera. Uh, well, anything new, guys? Like, what's going on uh, in your world as you see it? Uh, I've been listening to Carrie Job's new album. Yeah, how's that? Which I put off for a solid couple months. So it's not new? No, it's new to me. Okay, okay. But it came out a couple months ago. Yeah, it's called... Okay. It's got uh, The More I Seek You on it. Um, <laughs> no Sweeter Name. It's got Obsession Revelation by song. Delir- Delirious. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, taking it back. It is spontaneous. Delirious. <laughs> is that how they say it's it? It's a spontaneous song. <laughs> Delirious is awesome. I went to their last ever show in North America. It was in Dallas of all places. So, anyway... Uh, that Jesus Culture album that Mark Martin Smith is on, so good. Mm. Which one's so Carrie, what God's what is great it? Dance floor. Yeah, um. <laughs> and then and no, then Chris Tomlin then ruined, ruined it. <laughs> Tomlin um, ruined it. What about so Carrie? You were telling me you think that the lyrics are are good. Yeah, I mean it's very some of the songs she's just saying things that are very simple, and then other songs, it's mixed lyrically with simple lyrics, and then like. Profound theology, maybe. Yeah. But then good. a lot of the songs are just loud. They really cranked like the pad and the drone. Yeah. And the violins. So it's just like, mm. and then other ones, it's good. So overall, the album's kind of. Yeah, it's up and very. Down a bit, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, check it out. There's listeners. lots of spontaneous if songs. You, if you haven't yet. Uh, Kyle, what have you found out around the world? Anything? I have not listened to any new Delirious or Carrie <laughs> Job. <laughs> Uh, I go. I go pretty much the day after Thanksgiving. I only listen to Christmas music yeah, until Christmas. Like it's it's hard for me to, yeah. to branch out into anything during that time. Yeah, you know, you got Reliant K's Christmas album. Definitely, good. definitely. 
Which um, is on. Which is on. What is it on, Connor? Some of the Reliant K Christmas songs are on the Create Christmas playlist we have on Spotify. Yep. A perfect playlist for your church lobbies, yep. having friends over, church dinners. Or just um, creative vibe. Christening your latest born child um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for that party you're throwing in a manger, um, yeah, all of the above. It's perfect. So, so you, stream it on Spotify. Yeah, we'll have a link to it on the show notes. But yeah, you can stream it on uh, Spotify. Just look for Create an Issue. You can find this podcast on Spotify as well, too, if that's what you prefer. Apparently, they're, you know, they've gone all in on podcasting. Spotify has. Yeah. And uh, apparently, um, a lot of people are using it for for the old podcast. It's a great so. app. I don't have po- Spotify. You don't? Mm. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, couldn't justify paying for that and Apple Music. Oh, you oh, had both, huh? <sighs> well, when I was on staff at a church, they had the premium Spotify. Yeah, I had Spotify originally. Yeah, and then Apple Music when it came out. They were the, they you could have a family account, yeah. and Spotify didn't, and so they lost my business. Yeah. And so, but they do now. But you're just not going to go back. You're just yeah. It's too late. You're just wrapped up in Apple Music. Do you like Apple? I've never I've never used it. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. It's good. Good selections. Just yeah, it's great. Awesome. They they're getting a lot better at uh, their playlists and everything. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, cool. Good. Well, Spotify and go ahead. and Spotify doesn't have an. Uh, I, they may now. They didn't in the past have an explicit filter. They do. Yeah. They do mm-hmm. now. They didn't for like even as like just a few years ago. So yeah. when I haven't tried it yet, but when it is on the explicit filter, it won't let you play explicit songs, or when explicit words come on the songs, it bleeps them out. No, it just well in Apple Music it it just grays that song out. Yeah. Gotcha. And so like for me, like when I was having to make playlists and stuff, I remember when I was at South Point having to make playlists, they didn't have one. And so I'd have to go through and listen. If there was any songs that I didn't really know, like I wanted like the cool, like just background music. Yeah. I was like, I've got to listen to this yeah. because you never know when someone's going to throw in some weird word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or and inappropriate. Just like anything. King's Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Like King's Kaleidoscope. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of their songs are on the Christmas playlist, so if they curse, I apologize. Uh, she, you didn't, you didn't vet them all out. I huh? tried, but you never know. Uh, you never know. Well, go check it out; it'll be in the show notes. And um, before we get out of here, Kyler, uh, there was one other thing you wanted to tell us about. One more thing: great Christmas giveaway. We have a couple great prizes for you guys: um, some stickers, an awesome beanie, um, a gift card to be an age photo. You'll definitely want this package. But to win the giveaway, follow us on Instagram. Like the post and tag two friends, and that post will be coming up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, keep an eye out on it. Uh, it'll come out sometime this week, and so, it's free. And it's free. Follow me on Instagram. And, uh, you will. You will have an exclusive beanie. Exclusive. That, nobody else has it. Nobody else has it. We only ordered just one. one. So um, when? it will be worth expensive. It. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we could you afford could at the same designer, time. So, if there's one, um, designer is what I meant. Yeah, yeah and it was actually designed by our very own Josh Louder. Couture so, designer um, beanie. Yeah, so uh, check it out and uh, follow us. And when you see that post, like it, tag two friends, and you will be entered to win. We will do the giveaway on our last episode before Christmas. So um, here in a couple weeks, so you have a couple weeks to to uh, to enter. So. Shake a hand, shake a hand. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean in that song? Are you just shaking random people's hands? 
Yeah, it's the it's the meet and greet. Church is crazy. I thought you guys were about to go in and shake another hand, another hand next to you. Tori Kelly's Christmas album, Fire. Maverick City's Christmas album, yeah, it's Actual Fire. Yeah, it's... Well, I, I will say, <laughs> I do like Maverick City's Christmas album. Um, but I've got to wonder. Wonder what? <laughs> what are you wondering? With Maverick Because there were some songs on there that are definitely not Christmas well, songs, yeah. and I was fine with it. Yeah. It's like just good worship yeah. songs. I just got to wonder... <laughs> like when they go in like okay we're gonna record a Christmas album like how much like they've gotta be planning some of it you know planning what like eventually it's gonna wear off like the the trend of just like oh yeah they're just kinda going yeah, with the flow yeah. and having the 14 minute song yeah. because you can't have 10 albums of that because then it's just like they're well it's they've actually got it five volumes of it yeah so. and it's it is happening because they have a radio single now and so it's like three, three minutes, 45 seconds. I can't remember what song it is. is. It, I'm getting uh, ready. I'm I, getting ready. I'm not. I, I People can't get ready. Jesus <laughs> is coming. Man, taking it back to old school, like AG church. <laughs> yes. Um, but Because all we would talk about is the rapture every week. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, so it, it is going to be interesting to see how they, how they shift. Because not only that. I just wonder. Like, well, not only that. It's not a dig, Adam. No, and not only that yeah. is we're going to see about 10 more of these these groups uh, pop up yeah. in the next six months. Um, you well, know. they start getting radio play and yeah. then ev- I, uh, everyone's going to be like, oh, now I yeah. I just got to make it seem spontaneous, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I've been a part of worship sets where people are like, we need to have this spontaneous moment right here. Let's plan it out. And it's like... One of my... I remember this moment. It's actually heart shattering. My worship mentors were talking about like... A, Bethel because they're known for their spontaneous mm-hmm. moments and he said something somebody made a comment and he was like you actually think these are spontaneous and we were like huh and he's like they come up with this stuff in rehearsal like it's pre-rehearsed and my my poor little heart couldn't take <laughs> yeah, it yeah they just put spontaneous well, in parentheses yeah. so people will right. buy it speaking of Bethel I heard Kyler went to the super spreader <laughs> no, event not super spreader Sean Fleet wasn't it hasn't there been two weeks. I, but I said I said if he walks in this room I'm out. Like I gotta go. Why? Why would you preface Nara, a Sean Foyt Nary. thing with a song that's if, when he walks into the room? <laughs> he walks, I hey, listen, that's Brian and Katie I Torwell. May are nowhere close to all this. Mess. I don't. Nary a mask in the building at the concert you were at. Would you? I mean, and, and no. I, obviously, Kyle's poking fun, but I you know, did. I you know. did attend it, and I know I you, you. You had. You had a good. Good opinion of the night. Right? I. I, my perspective changed a little because up until then I've been like, you know, have very few church events um, because of the whole thing going on. Now, I was told by Bethel through email after I purchased my ticket that masks were highly recommended and they were taking legal precautions like um, socially distance each row, you know every other row roped off for social distancing purposes. Mm-hmm. Once the concert actually started, the group of these college kids rushed the front and I'm a row over from the church's staff and I look at them, they're panicking. Yeah. Me and my friends are panicking because my friends are on staff at a church so they don't want to be exposed. So it was it was frustrating. It was a great concert. I had a great time, but I was also very frustrated. Yeah. And comments were made like, you're wearing a spiritual mask. And it's like, yeah, but 
that's not going to hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Spiritual it's like, yeah, running out in traffic and praying the whole time that you don't get yeah, hit. Yeah, just stopping in the middle of traffic. Well, that's yeah. like... I'm wearing spiritual clothes. <laughs> I don't know why that popped up. All Maybe. right. I am. Uh, I mean, technically I've got nothing on uh, right now. Robes of righteousness, Dressing right? compassion. <laughs> Clothing compassion. Uh, well, well, you did You did experience that. Hopefully it doesn't become a super spreader. It was it, a thing It, it obviously made the news. It was. Um, it didn't make the news. It probably is time that we get out of here. And uh, we do want to end on a positive note. It is the Christmas season. It is the time of Advent. So joyful, joyful we. <laughs> on that Maverick City, that that's a good track on the Maverick City Christmas. Mm. That's a that's a good listen one. Listen to Tori Kelly sing Oh Holy Night. Yeah. You will not regret it. That is good as well. So uh, listen to the Christmas playlist. Don't forget about the Create Christmas giveaway. Follow us on Instagram. Like the post that comes out this week. And then tag two friends on that post. And you'll be entered to win. And um, just just enjoy this season. It's been a rough year for for everybody. Uh, some it's been rougher, rougher for rougher for others than than some. But um, just enjoy it. Uh, don't don't rush this year out the window just yet. That's kind of I've re- I've got to say I've really been enjoying enjoying the new Steve Buscemi uh, Christmas album where he singing all your Christmas favorites. Really? And so yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Chris, and cue up one of the tracks. Well, on that note. Oh, Chris isn't, uh, Chris, Chris Chris isn't, isn't here, here today. today so um, mm. we, that's why we haven't mentioned him yet today. <laughs> but, um, but hey, uh, we'll get out of here. We will cue up a Christmas track, so have that playing in the background. But uh, Kyle. Joy to the world. As we, as we get out of here, Kyle, do you have, have any other thoughts, any encouragements? No, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Uh, Kyler Tori Kelly (laughs) Uh, and I have nothing to add to that oh come Um, on (laughs) uh, seven million dollars seven million dollars seven million dollars yeah look it up find out what it means but uh, we'll be back next week hopefully unless we get shut down uh, <laughs> so, what if um, but, I'm sending this straight to the king to and the if he doesn't approve it then oh I agree with his decision. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be back next week with another uh, another great guest and another conversation about Christmas because I do love Christmas. But for Kyle Lee... It's, it's called Following Blindly, and if more people would do it, the world would be a better for place. For Kyle Lee, uh, for Kyler Clapp, Hey-o. and for producer Chris, who's not here because he got engaged. Engaged. He got engaged, and so he's uh, out celebrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, for, for all of us here and uh, for all you listeners, we hope you have a wonderful wonderful week and we'll be back next week.